0: Then there was uh, some news um, on the TV and the radio that there was this massive earthquake that was going to happen. There was a lot of people that died that day. And um, the boys' school was one of the places that got destroyed. The father said to the mother, I'm going to go out and I'm going to look for my son, or our son. So he went to the school and it's rubble. And you can imagine like, the destruction that an earthquake brings. And uh, so he starts to move rocks and things. And his wife says, there's no point. What are you doing? Like, it's, it's hopeless. And he's like, will you help me? So she's standing there going, oh, man. He carries on. He carries on. Parents come from other children. They're like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm looking for my son. And he's, keep on going through this rubble. Keep on going through this rubble. They, they say it's hopeless. Then a fireman comes. And he's like, sir, what are you doing? I'm looking for my son. He keeps on going through and the fireman says, I'd stop. It is not possible that your son is alive. I'm going to keep on looking for my son. The fireman goes away. Then he finds a pole and he gets this pole and there's a massive boulder. And he gets this pole into the boulder and he moves it. And as he moves it, he hears a voice. And he calls out his son's name and his son says, Dad. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? That that everybody else was saying to him was impossible. He never gave up. So he says, son, come forward. And his son says, no, Dad. Let all the other children come out first. That day, 14 children came out because of one man's faithfulness to go get his son. When his son came out, he said to his dad, I said to the children, do not worry, do not fear, for I know that if my father is alive out there, he is going to come and get me. I just was, like, listening to this story and thinking, oh, my word. Like, is just mind-blowing. It's, it's just one of those sorts of stories that we love. We love to hear a good story and the ending of it and the, and the understanding that the Father's faithfulness of him just kept on going, kept on going. But we live in a world that is... Uh, full of broken promises, people who lie to us, people who let us down, people who speak to us and go, stop what you're doing, give up, don't do it. And when you've experienced uh, promises that have been broken to you or perhaps you've been lied to, or maybe even you've been the person that's broken people's promises or you've been the person that's lied to people. When you've experienced these things, sometimes it's a little bit difficult to to have that understanding and that trust of Heavenly Father. When you've experienced those things above and you feel like you can't trust anybody, if you're not careful, this feeling of mistrust will influence how you see your Heavenly Father. And it will carry over into some areas of your life. Even our perspective of God. You know, the prophet Jeremiah writes in um, chapter 3, verse 1, Yet I still dare to hope when I remember this. The unfailing love of the Lord never ends. By his mercies, we have been kept from complete destruction, disappointment, hurt, pain, lying to, people telling us to stop what we're doing. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh every morning. They are new, not just sometimes, but they are new every single morning. Each day I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in him. When you and I are faced with disappointment, broken promises, we need to take a step back, wait, and ask, what do we need to do? What do we need to process? How do we need to ask God, what's going on right here? Like Jeremiah, recall into our minds, therefore, I have hope. That the Lord's loving kindness, unfailing love, never ends. And that this, as we think on this, makes a shift from feeling hopeless. So what is this hope in the Lord's unfailing love? Great is his faithfulness. His mercies are new every morning. So let's just take just a slight moment just to think about that as it sinks in. That great is his faithfulness. His mercies are new every morning. His love never ends. We sing about it. We talk about it. We pray about it. But have we really grabbed hold and believe that our God is faithful, that we can trust him, so this is, this morning, is what we're going to go on. We're going to go on a journey together, building up ourselves spiritually. Um, I had a, had a picture of a tank, and uh, I said to John, can I say spiritual tank? Like, is that, you know, is that loud? Well, I am, and I just did. Um, so we're going, to be, we're going to build up our spiritual tank. Even if it all falls apart, though he will slay me, I will... Choose to trust him. Turn to the person next to you and say, even though, if all falls apart, though he will slay me. Do you all know what slay me means? Everybody know what slay me means? No. Who said no? Yeah. Dee, tell her. Oh. <laughs> I like your honesty. Hey, I thought you were like slay, didn't they? your eyebrows, like slaying. <laughs> Oh my word, I did not know that that had a different meaning. That is hilarious. Oh, that's epic. Though your eyebrows are not on fleek. Is that like a sentence or something? Oh no, oh my days. I feel so old. Oh man. Thank you Jesus. But I look so young. Anyway, okay, so what does it mean? faithful. What does the Bible say about God being faithful? In Deuteronomy, oh, thank you, Dave, you blessed man. He said to me this morning, "Jam, what's your scriptures? And I went, I have them, Dave, but um, I haven't written them down. So be on it. So thank you, Dave. Deuteronomy <laughs> chapter 7, verse 9. Is, is it, I'm going to wait for him to get it so I can. Okay. Understand, yeah, I think so. Oh, no, I think mine is from, I don't know. I'll just read this. You read that. Understand, therefore, the Lord your God is God. He is God. I love it when Holy Spirit is just saying, say that again. I was like, All right. Understand. Therefore, no, therefore, the Lord your God is indeed God. He is the faithful God who keeps his covenant for a thousand generations. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, amazing, wonderful people who are on it, but but I think that the thousand generations, that's us. Yeah? Hallelujah. And constantly loves those who love and obey his commandments. To be faithful means you keep your promises. A.W. Tozer said, true faith rests upon the character of God and asks no further proof than the moral perfections of the one who can not lie. It's enough that God has said it. This is what Jew was saying to us this morning when he said if it's in the Bible, it's true. Word up. He didn't say word up. He wouldn't say that. That's what I'd say. So, lovely, amazing people, what comes into our minds when we think about God? Is he the most important thing about us? In Numbers 23, verse 19, it says, I love this scripture. God is not a man that he should lie. He is not human that he should change his mind, praise God. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? Tracy spoke of a testimony this morning of his faithfulness to her in blue water, in the unmost likely of places, in the middle of pink. Therefore, by the side of her stands her sister, Michelle. You can't write this stuff. I love that I know... That God is holy, He is gracious, He is just and loving. Because of this, I know that He is faithful. All right. She wasn't supposed to be here this morning, but she is. So uh, get ready, girl. Uh, A few weeks ago, some of you may or may not have known that Chloe uh, was taken into hospital. Um, with abdominal pain, and they couldn't pinpoint it. She went up um, one night, and then they discharged her, thinking it was appendix or something else, la la, la. sent her home um, and said, take these pills, um, if it continues, then come back. It continued and got worse, so there we went, back up again. Actually, did you take her? Can't remember, doesn't matter. Long story cut short, I do love a story, but I'm going to, you know. We are in the hospital bed, okay? She's been admitted. There's things going around like, it could be your appendix. We're not 100% sure, but we don't want to chance it. Or it could be something else. But isn't it frustrating when they say that, or oh, it could be the something else? I don't know what's worse. they going, it could be appendix, or it could be something else. And they are all, um, I, I'm not dissing the NHS, they are amazing, they are awesome, they are epic, but they got notes in front of them and they know, they know what the something else could possibly be but they don't want to tell you. Well, that sends you into a whole frenzy of many, many thoughts of like, oh, my life, she's dying, she's dying, she's dying. <laughs> two, two nights, three nights, can't remember. Anyway, first night... I had amazing, beautiful, beautiful nurses. And as Chloe now, under the um, the wonderful system of the beautiful country that we live, is deemed an adult, she's in an adult ward, therefore a parent is not allowed to stay. So I, as you all know, um, and I've encouraged each and every one of you before on this stage talking to you over a cup of tea, we all need people around us who are prayer warriors. So The people who were praying, this was a massive thing that I was getting them to pray. They need me to leave. Um, I don't want to. Chloe definitely doesn't want me to leave. So get on it and pray. This beautiful nurse, oh my gosh, this beautiful nurse said to me, she kind of said, you're not really allowed, but I'm going to let you. But I'm not really, but you are. But just stay here. Don't move. And I was like, well, which one is it? Meanwhile, Chloe's freaking out going, can you stay, can you stay, can you stay, can you stay? Can you stay? Please, don't, please, please don't leave me, please don't leave me. She was in, oh, and the most amazing thing, talk about testimony of Jesus Christ. Oh my goodness, time is going. The most testimony of Jesus Christ is the bay that we were in, oh my gosh, out of all of the wards, the bay that we were in was in the bay that when I went, had the utmost privilege of being with Debbie, was the one that Debbie was in with the, the two ladies who were there, the the previous we, oh, my word, it's just mind-blowing, mind-blowing. Who, who all loved Jesus? All three ladies who were a little bit, you know, um, all loved Jesus. And now, like, she's going to be fine, she's going to be fine, she's going to be fine. So I was allowed to stay that night. Second night, the day was going on. They were saying what they thought it might be. She might need to have surgery, la, 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 la. So she's going to have to stay in another night. And the nurse had said, the previous night, do not... Under any circumstances whatsoever, ask me if you can stay the second night. Do not do it. I will have to call all sorts of people to get it. No, just no. I was like, no, no, that's fine. Thank you for your wisdom and and grace for the first night. So the second night, the day goes on, the day goes on. And um, she could be discharged or she couldn't be, no, you're definitely going to have an We think you're going to have an operation, so you don't have to stay in again. The evening goes on, the evening goes on and on and on. And then the the reality drops into my beautiful daughter's heart that her mum, even though she's 18 and is now a grown-up, is going to leave her in this hospital um, by herself. And her words were, with strangers. I said, the thing is, though, darling, it's not like they're strangers really, because you've known them for like 24, 48 hours. So technically, they're not strangers, but I know what you're saying. Meanwhile, what she doesn't know is the messages that I'm sending out to all the prayer warriors and my husband going, Oh my life, I am freaking out. I've got a lever. She's going to have a meltdown. She's going to have, Oh my goodness, it's all going to go wrong. Blah, 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 blah. blah. In that moment, Heavenly Father said to me, Do you not trust me? Hmm. Yeah. Do you not say to so many people around you, trust in the Lord your God with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding? My understanding was going mad. I've got this, Jan. I've got your daughter. And I've got you. Okay, Lord. You also say, ask, and it will be given unto you. So I said, give me the God-appointed nurse to take care of her bay this evening. So eight o'clock comes. In comes this nurse. Hi. I'm, I'm going to be looking after this. Wait a minute. This nurse says to me, I'm like, oh, hi. How you doing? You had a good day? She's like, yeah. She's like, I know you. I was like, you do? How do you? And I'm like, I know you. Why do I know you? When you ask Heavenly Father and you step out and step back and step into his will, he will provide for you because he is faithful. The amazing nurse who then was looking after these this bay, it wasn't her only bay, but this particular bay, was the nurse or one of the nurses who looked after Debbie and was with me singing praises over Debbie the previous week. She doesn't do this ward. She's in day ward. She's like, I don't normally do this ward. I say, where you do now, and I'm going to tell you because I prayed you in. She said, well, and she's going to, Chloe, you are going to be fine. I'm going to look after you. Don't you worry. It's all good. So it still did not make me leaving Chloe easy. So I'm keeping it together. Even Daisy was used by Jesus and came around and bought Chloe fluffy socks. Hallelujah, praise God. I had to get up and I had to walk away. That was the most, well... It's not, but in that moment it felt like it was the worst thing i ever was having to do. I felt like the worst mum. I felt like I was abandoning her in a time of absolute need. I felt like she's gonna hate me for the rest of her life. This is where she's gonna end up in counselling. And she's gonna be like when I was eighteen years old, my mum left me in the hospital with these strangers. I'm gonna make someone really rich in their counselling therapy. I'm walking down the corridors and all I can hear is Great is thy faithfulness I'm crying Great is thy faithfulness Morning by morning, though it's evening, new mercy to John, bless him, and I know that my kid is going to be fine because he is surrounded her by angels. Now, for some of you, that might be like the most tiniest, tiniest thing and be like, oh, that was a nice story, Jana. But, But it is significant. It is real. It is about being honest. It's about being authentic. It's about knowing that God is who he is. He's all-powerful all of the time. He is not influenced by man alone. He is not influenced by the things that are going on in our life. He is sure and steadfast. He is Jehovah. I am that I am, the one who is. And he is a faithful, faithful God. You know, there was a, a series that John and, and a couple of the other elders um, and other, other leaders, teachers, did on the, um, the names of God and their meanings. And this is a solid foundation so that we would be able to know that God is faithful. He will never change, ever. All right, someone needs to repeat that sentence back to me. Thank you, amen. Amen. Psalm 119, verse 90. Your faithfulness endures to all generations. You have established the earth and it stands fast. You know, when I am ever faced with situations that I'm like, oh, my days, God, which is kind of pretty much every day. Anyone else hear me? No? Are you there? <laughs> Small or big? I have to stop, take a step back, plant my feet, and declare, I know my God is faithful. He will never leave me. His mercies are new every morning. Then there's this story in the Bible that I always think about, and it, and it kind of like feels a little bit like a Sunday school story, but it's so powerful, And it's when Jesus is in the boat and he's asleep and there's a storm and all the disciples were freaking out. They decided that they were going to freak out. They decided that they were going to choose to freak out. I reckon that before they went to Jesus, I reckon they went to each other and they were like, have you seen the waves? Can you feel the boat? It is going up and down, side to side. We are so going to die. We are going to drown. Oh, my life. You know, sometimes we can be like that. We can see the waves and we can see the boat we can see that it looks like it's going to break in half and we panic and there's mayhem and that takes over and we phone our friends or we meet up for coffee and be like, oh my life, you're never going to guess what has happened, la 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 la, this and this, that and that. Now each and every single one of you are here this morning, you each have your is and you each have your that's. So you can relate. To your own situation, whatever that may be, what your this and your that is. When you start panicking, your your thinking goes wrong. The things that you would normally do suddenly aren't quite working. Do you know what was really hilarious? Is uh, <laughs> this word that Heavenly Father has given me. So I've known for a little while and soaked myself in Heavenly Father's presence. Do you think he would give me the word? No. Do you want to know when he gave it to me? Not so that you're like, flip, he gave it to you when? He gave it to me 11 o'clock yesterday morning. He would give me... Through the week, one sentence, even so, still I am. So yesterday morning when I got up super early on a Saturday, mm -hmm, I was prepared to just stand here and say, John has asked me, all I got is even so, I am, amen. Because... I want to be about my father's business. And I'm speaking about God's faithfulness. I mean, talk about put it to the wire. What you're talking on, I'm, I actually walked more this week than I, are uh, my goodness. So there I am, yesterday, thinking, okay, take a break. Let's put a wash on. You think I could open this washing machine? It's so simple. You just open the door. Oh. <sighs> Why is the door not opening? Even so, still I am. It's a washing machine, Jesus. What on earth has that got to do with whatever I'm talking about? It's significant. Take a breather. Take a step back. Look up. I reckon that the disciples, when they suddenly decided that they were going to go to Jesus, they must have said to each other, first of all, and do you know Jesus is asleep? Why is he sleeping? Sometimes we may feel or think, God, are you asleep? You know, I have learned through my trials and my hard times and my not being able to open up washing machine doors. That You can go all smashing and crashing. But, you know, honest cries for help lifted up to God will never, ever, ever, now hear me now, will go unheard. For he sees, he knows, he loves, he's faithful, his word is truth, and when you feel like you're not good enough, you don't have it, you're not sure if you can trust that God is faithful. I've been there. One of the things that God said to me, I might have said this to a to, to few people, is um, a, couple, a couple of years ago, I think it was, I'm really rubbish on time scale, so I do apologise about that. I don't remember when it was. A while. I often would say that I am not good enough. I'm not intelligent enough. I don't have what this person, this person, this person has. And it was in worship one day... And I was like, oh man, I don't even know why I'm leading worship. Who, who, what, flipping heck. In the middle of worship, Heavenly Father said to me, Jana Watson, do you know that each time you say, I am not good enough, I don't know if I can do this, I don't know if I can trust you, you are spitting in my face. When Jesus says to you, you're spitting in his face, you better listen. Not in a like do 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 way, but in a man, you are made for so much more than this. Stop spitting in my face and praise my name. I have made you in the image and continuing to transform you into the image of myself. Praise my name. Think on truth. In Philippians 4, verse 8. It says, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix, fix your thoughts on what is true, honourable, right, pure, lovely, admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Don't you ever, amazing, amazing people, brothers and sisters of mine, oops, sorry, Drew. Don't you confuse your path with your destination. Just because it's stormy now does not mean that you aren't headed for sunshine. That's not a scripture. That's a quote I found. (laughs) You know, God has been taking care of you all this time and doesn't have any plans to change that now because what am I talking about this morning? You, you can use your mouth. It's all right. I'm really nice. I am talking about that he is faithful. In the middle of our freaking out, we are very quick. Oh, yeah. We are very quick to forget the things that God has done, that he's accomplished and fulfilled in our lives. There was a significant reason why Paul said, fix your thoughts on things above that are praiseworthy. That's in Colossians 3 verse 1. You have been raised. This was the word that we were given this morning. You are raised up to new life with Christ. Set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits. When Jesus was in the boat asleep, the disciples forgot all Jesus had done previously and through these overboard. I love Psalm 103. I love what David is proclaiming here. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases who has redeemed your life from the pit who crowns you he crowns you with steadfast love and mercy who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles for God's mercies are new every single morning. Great is his faithfulness. Yes, I know I am repeating this over and over and over again. But I want it to come in, receive it, like get it in your f- everything. Because it is like is like the air that you breathe. I pray that each and every single one of you are able every single morning to get up with purpose. That as you connect with our Heavenly Father in your relationship with him in a real and authentic way, that you won't forget the wondrous things that God has done. That in your conversations, you have of each other. You will share your stories because each and every single one of you have a story of his faithfulness. That in your speaking, in your living, in your praying, that you will know that there is no rock so firm as the rock of Christ Jesus or caring and strong as the hand of our heavenly Father. A heart that trusts the Lord is at peace So let us cheer each other on in this journey of God's faithfulness. No, it's not going to be easy. I am not going to stand here and tell you that just because you come along each other and go, yeah, but you know, Jan's preached again and again and again, saying the same sentence, great is his faithfulness. I'm not saying don't be real. I'm not saying don't cry on each other's shoulders. I'm not saying don't be authentic but knowing God is always on your side. He is always, always for you. When the storm is raging, lift up your voices with praises of God's goodness. He never moves. He never changes. He remains steady, steadfast, And I want to just end on this, that I pray that each and every single one of you will grab hold, yet I will dare to hope when I remember this, the unfailing love of the Lord never ends. Great is our God's faithfulness. Amen.